Lights. <sighs> yeah, whatever. You know, what comes after lights? Uh, camera, sure. Camera, yeah, that's it. And, and then, uh, you know, and this is normally where I interrupt with some kind of outburst. Um, ergo, and the Matrix is fucking, you know, nothing more than fodder for pseudo-intellectual pseudo -intellectual jackasses that think that you can actually make yourself disappear. You know what I'm talking about. Cinemagic. <laughs> Cinematic podcast. Woo. Wait, 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 wait. As the movie did. I don't know. Oh, wait. No, maybe we should rehash our very first episode for like half of this episode and then we'll start doing something new. Oh, yeah. And then we're going to basically dick trick everybody into thinking that this is actually going to be something great when realistically it's like. There's nothing original about it. And then not only is there nothing original about it, but it's just like the whole damn thing is just one series of motions. You know, it's like, and by the way, look, um, everyone, you know, that's Jonathan. He's the hostess with the mostest, and I'm the co-hostess with the mostest. And I'm Rick, and we're talking about the Matrix. Rev Rev uh, see how we switched it up? Yeah, we oh. switched it up. And we just messed with your head. To deal with that for a while. <laughs> and we're talking about the Matrix uh, revel re res resurrection. Res resurrection. resurrection. Re yeah. Okay. Yeah. Something should not be resurrected, but um, <laughs> you know. So I I'm gonna start by saying I I feel without emotions. Okay. Because I feel emotions would take too much work. Meaning, I'm not... <laughs> what? I'm serious. Like, I can't love it because I don't. And I can't hate it because that just tires me out. Um, <laughs> and so... Really, let me just... Let me just say I have zero emotions. I just... I feel... I feel like I've been put in a vortex. And... And said vortex has taken my ability to feel, and therefore, you know, the only things that really piss me off, I'm like, did you need to really play the entire original film in the background all the fucking time? Like, that was, that was a legitimate, this was an allegory for laziness. Let me tell you that. <laughs> so everyone, obviously... Uh, there's spoilers, because this has been out for a while, we've been waiting. Spoilers? So. I don't know that we even call them spoilers. I, I, if you've seen the first Matrix, you you have seen this movie. Uh, they, As Rick has alluded to, they literally play you the first Matrix in this movie. Uh, they're literally showing you shots, scenes, recreating them. Uh, it is literally a rehash of some yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, and, and lazy... Yes, I don't want to... It is lazy. But I think more than lazy, it's pretentious. And that's what really gets me of this movie. This whole movie is basically Lana Wachowski saying, I don't want to make this movie. And I'm like, cool. Then don't make this then movie. Then why did you? Oh, because you yeah. need money, I guess? No, I said, like, well, the studio was going to make it. Well, then let the studio make it. If you didn't want to make it, and the studio wanted to make it, 
let someone else who had a malcolm of just wanting to do something with this property do it because really just sitting here and bitching for two hours about how much you did not want to do this movie was not enjoyable to watch and it really was like i hate my fans none of you get it i'm so highfalutin and it's like uh, okay let's not even my, start my problem my today. problem my problem really is is like tenfold here <clears throat> first of all it starts with someone going through the motions mm-hmm. let's go with that yeah and and this is why trailers are such an art if yeah. you look at the trailer all right and how that trailer is built over two minutes, you were saying, holy shit, this is going to be worth watching. This is going to be worth watching. Because the trailer, it, it gets you excited. The music and all this other shit. Let's put, let's put that aside. Um, but it, it, you see someone going through the motions who's clearly living just a shitty existence. Um... And, you know, they're talking about basically his mental illness. And, you know, they're pointing to that in a, in a way that's... <clears throat> I, I really fucking hate it when people take those liberties because that's not a joke to me. And I don't think it's, it should be a joke to anyone. And I think if you're going to actually cover it, you should give it some legitimate respect. And that's really where I started having a problem. You know, there's people that are on medication for, for mental illness everywhere in the universe, with the world, not the universe, but, you know, the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to basically start with that, you know, with that sort of feel, which is already depressing and it already kind of deflates you. Yeah. And at that point, it's like... What do I want to build toward when all I... Really, I'm just feeling sorry for your protagonist. I'm oh, feeling yeah. sorry for your protagonist. And and nobody that you showed prior to showing your protagonist is anyone that I want to get invested in. Because what you took, what you did is you took characters, new, you created new characters that were like an amalgamation of older characters. You brought back older characters in older form, except for one of the best characters, which was Morpheus, um, and 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 Mr. Smith. Well, yeah, sorry, they were back. Yeah, but you know they weren't like it wasn't what you were expecting. Yeah, and it's like, and then wow. they start going through this whole shit about, you know, I I'm living this life, but I'm not living this life, and this is not the life I'm living because the life I lived was not the life I live today. And it's not going to be the life that I live tomorrow because the life that I live tomorrow was in reality a mirror of the life that I lived yesterday, but the day before I wasn't living that life either. And you talk about it being highfalutin and pretentious. One of the most annoying things for me about The Matrix, really the entire series, is the fact, and we talked, I mentioned this in the opening, but it's not a joke. You get a lot of fucking pseudo intellectual, pseudo spiritualist people who actually think that this is what the real world is. Yeah, right. I, you know, I I have to say this like the first Matrix, and I'm talking about the very first Matrix. You mean the one twenty, the one twenty four years ago? Yeah, that was great. Wasn't film. it? 
The other two really started, the sequel started to get pseudo-intellectual, pseudo-spirit. They started getting all this craziness, yes. which people haven't looked on fondly. We're trying to get some revisionist history now that this one was coming out and before, and people are like, oh, no, those sequels weren't as bad as everybody thought they were, and yeah, they weren't that good. Like, those sequels were never that good. And they, they got up their own petard, and this movie really shows that. It shows the contempt and hatred they had for the first movie and all the fans, really, of the first movie and how they, like, oh, they all got our, my message wrong and everything else uh, for the, that I was trying to do in the sequels, which is like, yeah, but those weren't good messages and you fumbled them in the sequels, right? <laughs> and and, and my, problem, my problem is, my problem is, too, dude, if, let's be really fucking real about this. The first three films made a shit ton of money. They yep. did, and only the first one was really good. Let's just yeah, I, and no, there's there's no there's no there's you will universally. I don't think you'll ever get an argument on that. It's just whoever would think that that would even be something that you could, you could say otherwise would be full of shit. Now here's my problem. <clears throat> Don't act like you weren't in it for the money and like it's all about the message because the fact of the matter is you wouldn't have gotten into it time two, time three, time four. If you didn't... And also, Lana, you wouldn't have made Speed Racer, which sucked ass if you didn't think you could get a massive pile of money out of one of the most popular, you know, pop properties in anime. Which is now, Speed Racer. I will, do, I, I will do this on another podcast. I'll disagree with you here that Speed Racer is secretly genius and ahead of its time, and people should give more credit to fucking Speed Racer. I will. I will. I am that. saying oh, Peter, yeah. Speed Racer is great. I do not believe that Speed Racer was their best work. But comparatively speaking, it could very well be the greatest thing they've ever done. Hey, they did, you know, not they didn't, but, you know, someone else did Dragon Ball Z, too, and I'm sure, like, at least three people like it. <laughs> so, I, I, I think Speed Racer, listen, the merits of Speed Racers for another podcast, okay? I think it's better than, and most people say it. This is a hidden gem. This one, though, I think, I think this one. <laughs> I love not, the fact that you said it's a hidden gem. I'll argue Speed Racer, but what I really think is, like, they they were able to make a really cool action film in the first Matrix, right? That right. had some message, but it was a really cool action film. Which, that's, which that's is what, what it was. was what For it was. fuck's sake. And, and they, since then, have been saying, no, we have more of a message to say. And that message hasn't really hit. And now in this one, with the disdain, and I really feel like this movie is just disdainful. Of like, how dare you touch my masterpiece? And I'm like, listen, your masterpiece, you touched it several times. And it wasn't good. People didn't like it. People did not like the follow-ups to the original major. They just did not. So at that point, when the studios, like, we're sitting on this property, we're going to remake it. And studios are remaking everything, right? Listen, John Carpenter can tell you how many times they remade his movies. He don't even care no more. He's like, just give me my paycheck. Let me go on my way. Right? <laughs> People do that, right? They, they do. And I get, yeah, but I just get, be honest. But just be honest about it that you're cashing the check. Like, don't sit there. And fucking say to the world, oh, they're, yeah. how dare you remake this? I can only make my masterpiece, which, okay, masterpiece one, within the action realm, yes. Yeah. Um, two, three, only and four, not realm. so much. 
It's like it's like when people talk about The Godfather, which I know is like a vastly different film, and it's like one and two were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Three people tend to forget exists, and it's yes. a mob movie, and it's a almost it almost feels like a heist movie because it's based on an actual real life story where The Godfather one and two were not. They were the life of Vito Corleone. Here and, it and, wasn't, you know. And, and how many times does he recut Godfather three and try to fit him in? Tri- and people still don't like Godfather three. It's just like that one just doesn't hit as the first one. Because, because honestly, it's not. It's not. It, it doesn't have the same heart. It doesn't bring forth the same realism. Godfather okay. three, you know, and Godfather four. The 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 idea was to to have the Corleones go into 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 drug trafficking. And have and have uh, you know the character played by Andy Garcia die in a blame of, in a uh, blaze of fire like Pablo Escobar did. So you know when you start basing things in rea- on reality, it doesn't work. Now the thing with this particular film, getting back to the Matrix, is this: <sighs> if you have a problem with them, like rebooting restarting or whatever say something and consult and see if you can help guide but Mm -hmm. don't lie for ego's sake and say exactly i want to be the one because i can be the only person that can have the vision of this film yeah that does not this doesn't sit well. And the whole thing to me, it's like, it's so many little callbacks to, not little, actually just gaping callbacks like wounds. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like, you, we're going to have an entire, you're going to sit in a theater where you can see the original Morpheus, which already makes you, and again, no disrespect to the guy that's playing Morpheus now. It's, it's just, no. that's a character that can only be really played effectively by the guy that actually played it effectively. I'm and, sorry. And- and not let you brought it out. Let me say, none of the actors are bad. I'm not blaming. No, them all it's of not them. the actors. None of these actors are bad. They're all good actors. They're all doing the best with the material that they're given. They're trying, but the material that they're given is terrible. So no, that's what yeah. I'm putting it on the hotel ski because I'm like, no, the script that they're in charge of, the directing, terrible. Actors, great. The actors have nothing to do with this. They're all great. They're doing what they need to do. But just the premise and the situations that the director and writer put them in doesn't work. It just the premise, the whole thing doesn't work. It's really like I miss my parents, so I just want to resurrect these in parents. And I really hate the fact that I have to do Matrix. And I hate the fact that anybody really liked Matrix beyond what I wanted them to like about it. I just hate the whole thing. And I'm like, okay, then don't do it. Remake this whole film and do something completely different. You literally have the helm. Obviously, Warner Brothers did not care what you did. Because when I say that, all that self-rential hating stuff about Warner Brothers and everything else wouldn't have gotten in if the studio wasn't like, do what you want. Make it. Like, you they, know, gave you card, they gave you carte blanche because you have three hit films. Yep. But these are three hit films based on one thing. What else has Lana Warshawski truly done that has been a major hit to that level that would reach an iconic status like the first Matrix reached? That is the first thing that you need to ask, followed by, you know, um, it's like, it, it's, to me, everything was so fucking improbable. Like, there there was no, there, there was never a point 
John, I swear to you, and I watched this twice trying to give it the benefit of the doubt. I was like, all right, here we go again. There was no... Um, like, no scenario where I felt like suspending disbelief at any point. I never got I what the point of the movie was. I, I literally was like, I'm what trying is the to, point? That's what I'm asking. It's like, what, like, you know, they used the same effects that they, that they did in 1998, which were great in 1998. Now everybody's used them, even in, in fucking, like, uh, uh, spoof movies. So yep. the the effects, I was like, okay, sure. What? Whatever. Wait a second. What effects? What effects and what fight scenes? There were like no fight scenes. I think there was one no bullet. No, there effects. was one bullet that did like, and then it did like, and then it was like, even the fact that she used the word bullet time in the movie, which was never used in the original Matrix, no. but it was to describe how their new shooting technique was for moving at the speed of a bullet. So we called it bullet time to describe the actual effect that they were using. And in this one, it's so lazy that she just uses the word and bullet like, time. And like, for example, right when, like, they have, when they have Neo finally back in the Matrix, back where it all began, which I was like, oh my God, how fucking lazy is this? You're literally having to say Matrix by name. Sure, great, fantastic. Yeah. And, you know... You have those intermittent jumping off the scene, off the building scenes, and all that, and he looks like different people at each time, and ultimately they have him, <laughs> they have him do the pushing moment because he actually never fights or does choreography; he just does the pushing movement. Right? Which, yeah, yeah. Kamehameha. To use his powers, he just pushes with his hands. Which I want to tell the listeners out here, and I know what you're thinking. Well, Keanu Reeves is old. Watch John Wick. The dude, dude that has no yeah, this has nothing to do with his age. That man can go. That, that, that dude can go. John Wick's, he's John Wick's are my favorite modern day action movies besides The Raid. Uh, John Wick, I love him. Amy hates blood. She hates gore. She'll watch a John Wick movie any day. And you know, uh, and you know Amy what's really funny? Every John, every John Wick movie that's been, I've watched them out of order, and I actually watched the latest one first. And I gotta be honest with you, it's like you can get in at any point in time, and you can get out oh, at yeah. any point in time. It doesn't. There's no pretentiousness to it. It's a fucking action film. That's yeah, all it, it is. Yeah, and it reminds me of the old good 80s action films. But Keanu Reeves is sitting there doing moves, fighting. He's he's nonstop doing action in those movies. No, the, so to this... see him in this movie doing zero action, like literal zero action, was so lazy. I'm like, wow, he wouldn't even do the fight choreography for this movie, and you didn't even care? No one cared? Just... Oh, the the biggest the biggest problem it? the biggest problem for me too it's like that one scene where they're um, in the motorcycle. I'm like, at that point when I saw that, you know, dude, I love motorcycles, you know, Ducatis especially, amazing machines. I mean, great. And I'm thinking to myself, they're gonna do some crazy fucking shit here, some Tom Cruise level. I'm not a fan of Tom Cruise, but I like the the sequences that he's done with motorcycles and like mi and i was like oh my god this is this is gonna be fucking epic he's just gonna be like it's gonna be amazing and the whole time he's just doing the kamehameha off the back of the bike yeah in, in the bitch seat you know yeah. and they call it that i'm not literally like insulting anything or anyone it's just literally the bitch seat you know you don't want to be in the bitch seat um 
And I remember the highway scene from the second Matrix, which again, not a good movie, but that highway scene slaps and the action was amazing. Yeah. Uh, from Morpheus jumping off of buildings and bikes and how they fought all through a highway with Kung Fu fist guns, which was an incredible scene from the second Matrix to then put it to this Matrix where literally it's just pushing his hand forward off a motorcycle. At night, like, which you wow. can't. At night, and my problem with that is... <sighs> Again, you want to suspend when you see scenes like that. And, John, you know what I'm talking about. You want to suspend disbelief. Yes. You do. You 100 yes. want to, to be like, amazing. This is, you know. Um, but, and here's, again, my problem. I couldn't suspend disbelief because, you, you know, you had, like, because the swarm mode makes no sense. You you had two swarm mode makes absolutely no sense. You had but you had two you had two people in a motorcycle against two thousand basically, mm -hmm. and it you know the Kamehameha just wasn't working. Just for me. Let me ask you a question. What? So people are not supposed to know they're inside the Matrix, right? Right. So regular people every day to move around not supposed to know inside the Matrix. So back in the old days, they used to only cover like one or two people to turn them to agents, hide them, right? Because yeah. they don't want the outside world breaking code. Now, what if just 2,000 people just started jumping and leaping to their suicide? You think like anyone would notice? Like, it would be like, I don't know, a big deal that a whole city just had people run around like zombies, commit suicide and die? Um, and people would be like, well, that was a weird thing that just happened. Like, that seems really There's weird. There's nothing it's weird about that. It happens public. all the time, John. God. So public that it makes no sense. I was like, how is that a better system than agents? That doesn't even make sense. Why even do that? What's the point of this matrix? Does anybody care in the matrix? I was, I was, I was fuming. Well, we know one like, person that doesn't care, but that's for another conversation. However... However, no, I just, I think There's I no know. stakes. What were the stakes of the movie? Like, honestly, what was the stakes? What happens if Neon Trinity get out or they stay together? What, what, what happens? They can have the cat. Like, literally, what was the point of the movie? <sighs> they can have a cat. They just wanted the a cat The humans were saying they were living with robots. They literally didn't need Neo. Yeah, you know. They literally didn't need Neo. Actually, they were against I, I, I just, unfortunately, dude, I, I would like to be passionate about this, but again, I feel deflated anytime I even think about it. Um, so, so I'll tell you what, what was great about this whole thing. The best thing, the Milk Duds. Yeah. I watched I mean, this in, in theaters, and I loved the Milk Duds. I got like two boxes of Milk Duds, and oh my god, they were amazing. I was so busy eating my Milk Duds at a point in time. Yeah, and they don't mind if you're going to hide all of your pretentiousness in your movie, but at least make a good movie. Like, at least make a good movie. I don't know. Movie. I don't know that. Like, an entertaining movie. Something I... I could watch and enjoy. Instead of being like, you don't understand my movie, and the future is feminine. Okay, then why is Carrie Ann Moss's character Trinity still not in the movie? Still has nothing to do and only shows up at the end. She literally had more to do in the first one than she had in this one. She was a major character in the first Matrix, and in this one, where it's centered around her, 
and really supposed to be about you know women get it done. She has nothing to do and is literally. This not was not. Her. This was not a film about women's empowerment in any way, shape, or form. I like. I'm sorry. That's what it's. That's, that's supposed to be one of the hidden messages. Of yeah, the there's no hidden okay. message. There's no treasure yeah. egg there, bro. I don't like what what empowerment do we see here she like sure empowerment doogie hauser has you under mind control or whatever or whatever the fuck the whole situation was because i forgot uh the new one yeah um and (laughs) sure whatever (laughs) and 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 she can't do anything at all and she's basically a wife and a mother mm-hmm. and an occasional mechanic. Is is that the part about the women's empowerment, that women can be mechanics? They were doing that since Rosie the Riveter. So you're not actually breaking any barriers here. You're not saying anything new. I'm sorry. Like, I did not see that one damn bit. And the fact I... that she's driving the motorcycle and he's behind her... That ain't women's empowerment either because I've oh, seen no, that a million she times. Could fly and she's like the one, see? Right. <laughs> see that so that makes it and and, I... and the way they have fucking Neo remembering everything just in spots when it's convenient, it's like Naobi? You're Naobi. It's like, really? Oh great. I mean And I kept hearing in this movie more interesting movies. There's a robot civil war. The fall of Zion. Liberating like robots and humans getting together. I'm like, oh, all those are really cool, interesting ideas. Wish I saw any of them rather than seeing this. (laughs) I just... Honestly, it's one of those things where it's like... You, have you ever gone to a movie theater because you've had a stressful day and you don't just just don't give a shit what you watch? You just want to mm-hmm. decompress. Yes, hundred percent. So to me, this was one hundred one hundred percent decompression and nothing else. I can't tell you that I was thinking really about the movie. To me, what this film was was basically just a like a free guy with like no comedy. That's, <laughs> that's it. That's what this was to me. You know what I'm saying? At least in Free Guy, I laughed and I enjoyed some of the shit that, that was there. This, I cannot tell you that even when I was trying to figure out what was kind of going on, because again, this is a great example of you can write what you think is abstract dialogue. But there's a huge difference between abstract dialogue and I'm just going to write words for the sake of writing words and hope that they sound weird. Ergo. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's just the pretentiousness of it in that regard about like, yes, you know, because life. And then the whole reflection, it's like they didn't know what they wanted Neo to look like. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if he reflects himself on a table or on his fucking mirror, he's old. If he's committing suicide, apparently he's a lot older, you know, because that's what doing getting older does. It makes you want to kill yourself. Um, you know, it, the whole damn thing is so I, annoying. I, it, it really was. The whole thing. To, and I get it being a different 
body than what you look in the trans allegory. I get it. I know. I know. Lana Wachowski is putting allegories in all this place everywhere. Um, I, I'm not against any of the allegories. I just think they're overly pretentious and don't work in this movie. I just think that it wasn't. It was. They weren't good. Again, the first Matrix, its own movie, is so much better than this. And the way it handles all of the themes and metaphors that this one was trying to do, but just couldn't do. And again, because I'm going to say this, the director obviously didn't want to do this movie. No. They obviously didn't want to do this movie. Then don't do it. Then don't do Don't pretend you're better than us. Don't give me lectures in your movie. Don't pretend that you're such an artist or better when you're making this for money. Because if you didn't care about money and it was actually the art, you wouldn't have done it. But so look, get out of here. And I'm going to say something. It, it, let me say something that I think is going to come off as controversial. But quite frankly, I just don't care because, you know, I really don't. Uh, you want to put in allegories, fine. But don't act like what you're doing is fucking changing the world. Instead, take many of those millions of dollars and donate to charities. Like, I don't know, maybe trans charities. A lot of people have a lot of, you know, issues that they've had with being bullied and stuff like that. Why don't you actually maybe fucking do a PSA about that instead of wanting to hide it behind some fucking movie? Like, it's, like, like it's something that you should hide. No, actually, be proactive, be real about it, and, you know, don't pretend to lecture the world when you yourself are in no place to lecture anyone. Because that's my problem with that, dude. People want to take films sometimes and say, this is an allegory for this. This is an allegory for that. Okay. But what are you doing about it to make the world a better place? For, you know, people that are legitimately struggling with... with um, you know, with well, being well, bullied, with being harassed, what are you I, doing? I, I, That's my point. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say they don't do charitable work, and I understand how art can help people, and I understand that people's contribution can be art. I'm fine with that. I got no problem with that. But then make it a good movie. But like, is that you what like you're doing? But by doing a shitty film, is that what you're really doing? That's my question. Because if yeah. you're making a shitty film, okay. You're not, there's no fucking allegories there because you're boring me out of my mind because you want me to fucking, uh, like, appreciate all these fucking things that aren't making any goddamn sense. It's about women's empowerment. Okay, she doesn't even show up, like, until late into the film. She doesn't really spend that much time in the film, and she needs him to be the one. It's like, we go back to the same damn thing. A female needs a male to be the one. It, it, how are you with? How are you empowered? We talked about this when we talked about Masters of the Universe and Evil Lynn. She mm. literally has to pussy trick Skeletor. So what mm. you're saying is that Carrie Ann Moss has to drive the motorcycle and fly. Because what? And and in the original Matrix, where I think the allegories and metaphors work better, yeah. is that the whole thing about Neo not being the one, right? And then, literally, the Oracle tells Trinity, you'll fall in love with the one. And when Neo asks, am I the one? No. But when Trinity says, I love you, that's when he wakes like back up and he becomes the one. Like, Trinity's choosing who the one is. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that centered her in importance and more gave her more spotlight in the first film than they did in this one. 
Like literally, this one is terrible. It felt. It felt honestly. This <laughs> one just felt like Carrie Ann Moss was like a guest, like a special guest. Yeah. Kind of. A guest star. Yeah. Especially like, like hey, you know, I've been doing, I've been doing television, I've been doing Daredevil and all this stuff, and Jessica Jones, and now I'm here. Hi, I'm Carrie Ann Moss. I'm, I'm doing this film. I'm, it's all about power. Girl power, baby. All right, I'm gonna fly now. Yeah, it's it's. It's just so ridiculous. It's like they gave her nothing to do. I feel like they gave they gave everyone no. nothing to do yeah. because this nothing. film had no purpose or direction. Things were just happening because they had to happen. Versus, there's an overarching drive or need for the story. It don't make sense for the machines to resurrect Neo. It doesn't make sense anything that they were doing. And because it made no sense, the movie didn't even attempt to make sense out of it. They were just like, yeah, okay. Do you remember? People are you mad remember at you. When they, when they when they put him through the train in that really small porthole, I was like, really? This looks like a cartoon now. Yeah. I was like, are you like? What? What happened? I and again, look. I'll say this: they did a great job with the color correction. Holy shit, that was great! Um, but that's not the story. Yeah. Okay. I would even I would even say that the editing was decent, but again, the editing's not the story. The story is the fucking story, and the way in which it's delivered and presented, it just feels like. There's so much going on at the same time and nothing going on at the same time. Yep. And it's it's just one of those things where I'm like, I don't want to shit on this, but I don't want to say anything good about it either because there's nothing good to say. I mean, I guess I, I've I, done more of a job of shitting on it really than I than I anticipated that I would, but it's not even out of hatred. I just no. or or any feelings. It's just like, yeah, this is kind of what's going on here. You know what I I'm mean, saying? I, I I have hatred towards it because I, I hate I hated the lecturing and that's me personally I just hated the lecturing and I was like how dare you um, dude I, I like, just no, dude I was in a fucking dude okay so if we're gonna talk about lecturing let me just put it to you this way this is like me being uh, in a classroom taking effects stats and trigonometry class it's just not my interest in the yeah, world I just I, I really and the contempt that that she has for her own fans really got to me and I'm like yeah sorry for liking any of your movies I'm sorry that I even watched this one like my fault I should go fuck myself and you know I don't curse so you know I'm... <laughs> I hate it. I was like I, I just hated the lecture how much I, I should go f myself and I'm like all right cool man like I message noted I will hate all of your films for now. Like, look, I got it. That's the message that I received, and I got it. You so. best get working on Speed Racer, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that to me was the message. And, and, and it's, it's there. If you, you didn't understand it the way I wanted you to understand it. And it's like, well, man, art is literally left up to interpretation. That's one thing that art is. Interpretation's a big part of art for people to interpret it. And the fact that you didn't like some people. Yeah, you know, there's a sender. Okay. There, like, Real simple, on a sender message receiver, very simple. Every receiver is different. Mm -hmm. And even if you have one specific intent, that doesn't mean that people are going to get with your intent, especially if what you have in the message in your work of art is, you know, like a color splattering where, you know, it's left up to me to interpret what it is that's there. And if Mm -hmm. there's nothing there and it's a blank canvas that could have had potential, because let's face it, 
With a few, ca with the exception of a few castings. By the way, I love seeing Telma Hopkins back on the screen, man. I love Telma Hopkins. He's amazing. Uh, for those of us who don't, for those of you that don't know who that is, um, she's been around forever, and she did, um, you know, for for eighties and nineties kids, she was Aunt Rachel, in um, in Family Matters. But she was also in Tony Orlando and Don and everything. Just amazing, amazing performer. Um, but you know, it's just like. Many stories, like you said, could have been told. Many different stories that could have been told in a in a better way. Um, so, like the the canvas was there, mm -hmm. just nothing on it. Yeah, and so yeah. and and that's what I don't like. So this film to me wasn't a film; it was a lecture about how not to watch your films. And then you went to be like, okay, well, let me show you this movie now because I'm so good at it. And I was like, it, it falls flat. And short immediately, because when she when she stopped just complaining about having to make this movie, stopped complaining about the fans, and actually started this movie, which by the way is like half the movie. When actually started, when he finally you know breaks out of the matrix and sees, it's all terrible. Like it's just bad. The movie itself is just bad. There's nothing going on. There's no meaning to it. Like the character of Bugs, who is the new pilot who gets in trouble like four times. None of that really matters. I'm like, nothing in this movie matters. Anything that's happening literally has no consequences or matters. Why am I watching? What happened to what happened to I, I need to ask this because I need to I need to get confirmation of this. Is like you know, in that uh in that jelly pot that Neo's dipped in, um is that duck sauce? Always <laughs> like I've always had that question, like, is that duck sauce? Because it it looks like duck sauce, except for if the coloring on it was just slightly off. It, so is it is it like a is that like, oh my god is the Matrix really an allegory for us really just being dishes of Chinese food? Because if that's true, man, I got I got wonton because that's my favorite. That's like my favorite thing. Either that to, or I'm, or tomahawk steak. I actually won tickets to a comedy show tonight, so I'm going to a comedy show tonight. But I really want Chinese food now that you've made that allegory instead, um, because that just sounds delicious. Um, uh, instead, so I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a, so that's the point of this movie. Don't do things I enjoy. Instead, eat Chinese food. Gotcha. And do but wait a second, because I'm not done. There's like a lot of things about this film made me hungry. <laughs> what? At least it made you feel something. Yeah, I, yeah, but it wasn't really. It's just like. If you see, like, the crusty thing that's holding the duck sauce, um, you know, it's, it looked like skewers. It looked like, like, like skewers, like skewer hands were holding it. And, man, I love skewers. Like, I fucking love skewers. You know, dude, I'm, we're from the Caribbean, man. We we invented skewers, like, the right way. Yep. So, you know what? There wasn't a food. No, there was a food seed in the Matrix, and they said what tomatoes taste like. Was it tomatoes? Apples? Strawberries. strawberries, strawberries. That's what was in the film. It was strawberries, right? Because uh, they then, organically grew strawberries. In and then I am surprised. I didn't know we could actually consume metal um, because those pills were all made of metal. Like at least when you had the capsules, it looked more realistic. And so with the metal pills, I was like, yeah, that's actually not good for like for like the you know the body, like at all. That's bad, in fact. Consuming Listen, metal? Dude, I have I, never... 
all the things that they talked about in this movie, again, I'd rather seen the movie about that. I'd rather see the movie about oh, the robot. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. I'd rather see a movie about the robot Civil War. No, 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 no. I know the main allegory. So follow me on this, okay? All right. In the okay. 1970s, it was very popular. In the 80s, too, it was very popular to um, use paint that was infused, and I do mean infused with lead. Now, right children at times whether it was because they weren't smart or they just weren't better guided or they just didn't have parental supervision or just a, an amalgamation ergo of those three things ergo um I'm trying to sneak that in every fucking time because sorry it reminds me of a will ferrell deal from years ago but anyway now here's what really what really the the main message is and i know lana warshawski would be very proud of me for understanding the message neo is eating those pills and kids used to eat lead infused paint chips follow me this is going to be good it's getting it's going to get very complex and with neo eating those metal pills those metal pills are made of lead and you know what the main message is don't eat paint chips kids or you'll end up fucking making the goddamn matrix (laughs) oh man oh Oh, come on that was great (laughs) i i i feel like the message is don't watch my movies Stop making me make movies. I feel like that really was the message of the Matrix. Like I, I legit hate making. Movies. You know what? We should start a uh, a a a petition on the internet. One of those petitions, you know, get like as many signatures as possible. Please, um, please don't hire Lana Warshawski for anything else. Otherwise, it's gonna be depressing and empty. <laughs> depressing she if you were expecting something. Work. It's going to be depressing if you were expecting something. It's going to be supremely empty if you were in there wanting to give it a shot and then realize that you just ate shit. Yeah. So, as we near up here, it's I, I guess we've been shitting on this movie for like 42 minutes. Is there something positive we should say about this movie? Um, I can say a few positive things. I'm going to try to end this on positive notes. Again, I thought they did a fabulous job of color correction. Okay. Um, the sound was good. Sound was good. They did a great job with the sound. No, no issues there. Um, I, I like, I like uh, Neil Patrick Harris's glasses, the blue glasses. I feel like it's a reverse mm-hmm. Sally Jesse Raphael, and I love it. Yeah. Um, you know, cats are great when properly, uh, properly trained. Mm-hmm. Um. Carrie Ann Moss looks great, you know. She's she's she yeah. looks great. Um, yeah. And then um, I love the fact that they're bringing back projectors because you know they had that big Morpheus yeah, thing. Yeah, the projector scene. Yeah. Yeah, they had the the projector scene, which I thought was great. Um, let's see, what else can I, I, I say? I got some. I also want to praise all the actors. I think y'all of you did fabulous jobs. Mm. Um, Given what you're, I know we didn't talk a lot about characters, it's because literally they're all forgettable and it doesn't matter. <clears throat> but the actors did a fine job. 
Um, Doing the best. The best they could. Shout out to trains. Maybe train travel will get a little more uh, popular after this movie. So shout out to the train scene um, and the one train. Um, The trains, yeah. Yeah, shout out to um, yeah. Shout out to Tom Hopkins, man. It, it's great to have yes a yes. legitimate veteran performer um, who was, you know, um, I mean, she's Tom Hopkins. You can't go wrong yeah. with Tom Hopkins. I mean, oh, shout out, shout out to not CGIing any dead person in this movie. I'm just gonna say because a lot of these remakes and movies, I mean, I don't think anybody is really. Die played in the Matrix, but just shout out for not CGI and nobody. I just and, think I just think that up to to now, with very few exceptions, CGIing always makes it look like your your face is about to fall off by the jaw. And I don't really know if anybody really can understand what I'm saying with that because it's like a really weird thing to say. But it just feels like your face is shaking, like you're having some kind of issue. So I was like, I'm glad that they didn't do that. Yeah, you know. Um, and uh, you know it, it's great it really is um, Zion looked good it, you know uh, no good. not Zion Zion was destroyed so Zion was destroyed so Zion too you know whatever yeah. we'll just call whatever it whatever they call it because they call uh, and, and you know I appreciate them for you know recreating my love of uh, Chinese food um, although I still prefer Korean barbecue, and everybody knows that, that, that knows me. John, you know that. We, we've shared many yeah. great Korean barbecue memories. Um, yeah. Um, go team. Yeah. That, that's that's kind of what I, I can't, like. Yeah. I, so next week, uh, we'll woo. be actually, since uh, Valentine's Day is coming up, we're going to switch gears here and talk about romantic movies. Oh, lovely Wait, are we talking about romantic films or romantic comedies? Because you know, there's, 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 there's a, there's like, not that much of a separation because romantic movies are funny and that they're so fucking unrealistic about romance, and then romantic comedies are so funny and that they're also so incredibly unrealistic <laughs> about romance. You know what? Uh, because from this film, I think I'll need a pick me up. So let's say romantic comedy. Yeah, let's, uh, let's go with comedies, please. Romantic comedies next week. <laughs> Sit here for some lovely dubbing ones. Get some suge- we'll get some suggestions. Um, That's going right. Out there for you to watch. Um, my suggestion for this week: uh, don't watch any of the Matrixes. Um, Lana Wachowski is telling you not to watch them. So right. please don't watch the Matrix. Any of them. Just don't watch them. Uh, that's my suggestion for this week for what to watch. Don't watch any of the movies. For Mandalorian fans, he's back because they needed him to save Boba Fett. Literally. <laughs> so and Boba Fett's not the best character in the Boba Fett uh, show. No, it's the fucking Mandalorian. God damn it. Like, how could you miss that? So, uh, that's, that's, that's the Boba Fett news going on. Um, you know, Boba Fett. Uh, no, uh, it's real suggestions for us to watch this week. Um, honestly, I'm going to say this, my, my movie watching has been down because I've been playing Pokemon Legends Arceus, and that's right, I'm a gamer, I love my games, it'll go out and play What's wrong with that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Do not sit here, sir, and lecture me as if it was wrong to be a gamer, because you know what, although I'm not into as gaming as I used to be, I'll still pop open my goddamn PS2 or 3, 3, 3, I have a 3. And you know, I'll play the shit. Now, right? I'll sh- I'll have, dude. You know, I can't old man, keep up. 
Dude, hey man, I love me some GTA, all right? I love violence, I love killing sprees <laughs> in, the, in the Grand Theft Autos, okay? Oh, but there is a new Grand Theft Auto on PC um, that I'd love to check out, um, which features a lot of really cool stuff, apparently, so I definitely want to check that out. And then uh, for films, I haven't watched any films lately, um, but I do highly recommend uh, that you continue to watch uh, Peacemaker. Because yes, I do as well. Peacemaker is the best fucking thing going today. It, and it, it, I read some troll reviews, and I just want to tell the people that wrote those troll reviews, you're stupid, and you don't know what you're talking about. I'm really mad, especially because the Snyder Cut fans are all coming out in droves and hating Peacemaker. They can fucking like, eat a dick. Because it's not Snyder's universe, and I'm like, oh, fuck you. Fuck the Snyderverse. Peacemaker is better than anything that the Snyderverse did. Anyway, uh, yeah. I don't I'm like, the only thing that I'll say to you Snyderverse fans, and please, um, you could take this personally because I could kick all your asses. You know, <laughs> I'm Batman and you all are the fucking, like, street thugs. Let me put it to you this way, okay? You're going to write a review and you're going to diss... Use grammarly, motherfuckers. You sound really ignorant with the way you write, okay? And I could tell you all are Snyderverse fans. Fucking learn how to spell, for God's sake. Seriously. It is sad to see your writing. I feel sad for you and embarrassed and ashamed for you as if I were your daddy at the same fucking time. Seriously. Learn how to spell, motherfuckers. And with that, I guess we out. <laughs> we out. See you next week. Next week on Cinematic Podcast. <laughs> We're going to get all romantic. <laughs> See you next week. See ya.